going on all you movie lover badasses out there fat samurai guy is here with little fat nerd that's right and welcome to another episode of the verbal nectar podcast that's right the ridiculous name brought to you by ridiculous people we are yes. trying something new trying something new different camera angles we're My working God. it out we're we're experimenting if you will we don't know what the fuck we're doing <laughs> but by god we're gonna try <laughs> oh those of you that are watching and listening, uh, raise it up, raise your horns up, get your drinky, your alky going. That's right. Skull, skull. All right, let's go ahead and drink it up here. Ah, yeah, that's good stuff there. All right. All right, let's get started today. So, that's right. If you are new to the podcast, we talk about, oh, I got a booger, booger coming out. <laughs> if you're new to the podcast, that's right. This is what you're going to get. We're raw and real here, damn it. And All weird. Right? And there very may be weird. boogers coming out. Very fucking weird. Yes. And just... just it's fun. I don't know. It's fun. <laughs> we don't know, okay? <laughs> but if you are new, that's right, watchers and listeners, if you are new to the podcast, we love talking about... Movies and cinema, and yes, I know they are the same damn fucking thing. <laughs> he finally like, realized like, it. Yeah. Oh my god. You like it? Yeah. This is fucking. You know. <laughs> I like it. Just it flows off the tongue. Movies <laughs> and cinema. That's right. Films and cinema. They're the same thing. Mm. I don't give a shit. I like talking and saying shit twice. All right. I'm I'm similar to the Macho Man Randy Savage. Something went Say wrong. anything. Oh. We, what we got? We got audio coming from somewhere else. My phone just went sentient. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut up, phone. Oh, my God. That's right. How dare you? All right. Today, uh, we're going to talk about two vigilante films. That's right. We're going to talk about two vigilante of the genre of vigilanteism. One of which was a very, very pleasant surprise. Yes. Yes. So, first up, we're going to talk about... The Annihilators. That's right. I don't know if you can see that. The Annihilators. Okay, so what what prompted you to purchase the Annihilators? Blind buy. That was a blind buy, correct? It was a blind buy. Okay. And I got it for free. <laughs> Arrow Video. Oh, was it a buy features. one, buy two, get one? Yeah, Arrow Video had the sale. Okay. Where you buy two, and then you get the third one basically for free. Mm. So I was like, ah, look, it just this looks like fun. The co- the cover looks badass. You know, might have some grindhouse elements to it. You know, I don't okay. know. I was like, ah, oh, fucking go and go and go and test it out. Uh, it's directed by Charles E. Seller Jr. and Sellier Jr. I apologize for my pronunciation of the names. I'm always terrible at that. That's right. But tons of special features on here. If you guys are fans of this film, uh, go ahead and check it out. But when the movie started. <laughs> I was scared. Yeah, we, we were a little nervous. <laughs> yes. We were a little nervous. 
uh, because uh, we were having some of the worst keyboard synthesized soundtrack. It was screaming generic. Uh, we got some. We got some guys in a jungle in a Vietnam setting. Yes. Go. Which yeah. we had also just come off the heels of watching the Riff Tracks version of McBain. Yes, McBain. Which kind of has a similar premise slightly. Yeah. And that was not a pleasant experience at all. Like Riff no. Tracks was the only thing that got us through that movie. Yeah. And McBain was, how do you waste Christopher Walken and Steve James and uh, Michael uh, Ironside? Michael freaking Ironside. Yeah. All yeah. three of them are completely wasted in this film. Yeah. And one of the most boring, just like... Oh, boring. There are explosions and shootings and guns and all that, and we're just like, oh, yeah. please end already. And yeah. so we just come off the heels of that. It got like, preachy, too. Oh, God, yeah. Like, and, you must save the world! Yeah. Save them from the coca! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so we're like, oh god, it's another, it's another guy, guys in the jungle playing Vietnam movie, and we're it like, was, no, 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 no. It was similar to McBain though, because he got an old military friend that saved their lives, right? And now they want to repay the favor, correct? Get their revenge in a way, just a little bit, yeah. Except it wasn't fucking preachy and. Save the world from the coca, right? Yeah. And it also wasn't the boring. Is bad. It also wasn't boring. Yes, and there was um, there was some a few. I had a pleasant surprise um, because I, you know, I I, I enjoy uh, the Death Wish films that I've seen. Now yes. I have seen, I think I've you seen. You have not seen four yet. Correct, and I've not seen. Five. You don't need to see five. I haven't seen that. <laughs> so I've seen I've seen the the first three, yes. and I enjoyed each of them for their own you know reasons. Yes. So I enjoy, and I've seen uh, the Exterminator. One and two. Yes. Um, so I enjoy a good... Ginty. Good... <laughs> He's the Ginty. He's the Gintiest. He's Gintiest. He's the Gintiest. Thank you, Mr. Joel Hodgson. Um, I know that's a Joel... I know that's a Joel joke, okay? If you know MST, you know what a Joel joke is. Yeah. Um, and um, so I, I enjoy a good vigilante film, but what yeah. I also enjoy is a good film where people who are under fire from an external force where yeah. they're being beat down or they're getting extorted right. or they're getting, you know, in this case, it's, it's this gang that has taken over the, the city yeah. and they're, you know, they're coming in and, hey, you know, give me your money and all, yeah. you know, it's kind of like a protection racket, kind of, yeah, but it's more like, of. you know, they're just terrorizing them. Yeah. Pay us or we won't fuck you I up. like a good fight backstory. Oh, yeah. And so we got... Both! We got two for the price of one yeah. of this movie. So so the, the buddy that they... That kind of saved every. That kind of like because the, the, they're all they're all specialists, military. They're the specialists. best of the best. God the best damn it! Best. You can't have a movie without it being the best of the best. And that was one of the dialogue too. It like, was. It was. It we was. Are. It was. Yeah. And um, so so the guy in when they're in Vietnam, he like blows his cover to save the guys who are setting like this this they charge get, and all that. Ambushed. And he like blows his cover so that they'll know, hey, you guys, you know, they're coming. Yeah. And so he gets shot to hell and gets paralyzed. And right. so they flash forward to the eighties. I think this movie came out in eighty five. Right. And uh, and he's in a wheelchair. And he's he's in the city that's like just you know gang ra ravaged and all mm -hmm. that. And he's, uh, he, he don't really know the relationship of him, this old man that runs the shop. I don't know if it's like just a really good friend or what. It kind of seems like they're related based yeah. on the old man's yeah. reactions to what yeah. happens to the guy yeah. in the wheelchair. It but like he said, Pa. Maybe. That makes sense that yeah. it's his dad. Because the old man was selling the hell out of what happened. Yeah. Like, he was selling the fuck yeah. out of that part. But, um, but the movie, 
We were laughing and having a good time with it a little bit. And a little cringeworthy, too, because the movie did not... It started fast. Yes, it did. And like, it, that's it was, important in this kind of movie. Yes. Because we were talking about how this kind of movie, it knew exactly what it was, which, look, we are not a good film. We are right. not a great film. Right. We, we are... Small budget. We are... Yeah. An, kind of we, we are very low budget right. we have a very simple story we want right. to tell and we have this and this and this for budget and this and this and this for the actors and this and yeah. this and this for the story here you go yeah and but fuck it we're gonna do the best that we can exactly yeah. and and we can applaud that yeah and so it's like it's not a great film yeah. but it's it's that kind of movie where it's not trying to be unlike another movie that we're going to talk about later um, which ended up leading us down a very fascinating rabbit hole. Yes. Again, we're going to talk about later. Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah. So, this movie, you know, it, again, it wasn't a great film, but it, it tried its little heart out to do exactly what it set out to do. And I think in that aspect, it succeeded pretty well. Yes. So, so the guy in the wheelchair, he... He, he, you know, he's like, we got to stand. He's like telling the people of the city, you know, this little, this little subsect of the city, we got to stand up against these gang members. You know, this is no way to live. And some of them are like on board, but they're like, but what can we do? You know, we're just, these people, we're not specialists. We're not trained and this and that. And, you know, obviously they're scared because these yeah. gang members, you know, they're gang members and they got right. guns and weapons and shit like yeah. that. And well, they blatantly kill... Oh, I'm sorry. Spoilers oh, yeah, in this spoiler. video. Sorry. Sorry about that. Spoilers for all the movies we're talking about. All, all three of them, yes. All three movies are spoilers. Um, Spoiler alert, sorry. So, so the yeah, pop, they kill the, 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 the guy customer, the, female customer, yeah, right in front of them. The, the pop goes out to go get something, and the wheelchair guy and this lady are stuck in the shop when yeah. the gang members come in. They're like, hey, we're, you're not going to cooperate, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And... They both get murdered the fuck out of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and so the um, the 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 crew come in from uh, from Vietnam, and they're yeah. like, okay, well, this guy died for this place, so you know he started something, he wanted, he believed in this place, so you yeah. know what are we gonna do? Yeah. And our story yeah. goes from there. Um, but what I was hoping, and this is what kind of ended up happening, was yeah. that they ended up taking the people that wanted to fight back. Yes. And they ended up kind of helping to train them to fight back. Now, it wasn't like hardcore. Everybody ended up with like an AK-47 at the no. end. It wasn't anything like that, obviously. We got didn't. right to it. Like, they were already doing katas. Oh. They were already like, we, we you know, we're going to just take this pencil and this is where you they aim it. Bless you this aim movie. It right, right Bless this movie's heart. <laughs> you know. And I was surprised, though, that the community... We're that willing. To, we're that willing to have you know, <clears throat> fuck these guys. Yeah, most of them were on board with it. Most of them were I like, was yeah, very, because usually that's not the case. Yeah, so. there was the one guy that was obviously kind of like right. the cowardly guy, and even yeah. he ended up by the end of the film. I thought he was going to die. Right. But he ended up changing his tune once yeah. he almost got flame broiled. Um, and then you had the three teenagers who right. were trying to get into the gang. Yeah. And who were also was looking out for the future, and right? Money and, and I thought that was kind of a fun moment because um, yeah. they were they were still in school, they were still in high school, right. and they were uh, getting paid to like kind of help smuggle the drugs. Because that's what you find out that the gang members are doing. They're like help smuggling all this Colombian like cocaine yeah. or something like that in yeah. in throughout the city. Well, the heroin, I think. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. But they want, he wanted them to you know keep an eye out for the annihilators, right? Basically, keep him in the loop of where they're at. Right, yeah. and so and so by the end of the film, um, when the siege goes down, the kids are stuck on this high school, this high the school bus, yeah. 
and uh, the one of the gang members hijacks the bus and threatens all the kids. Hey, we're yeah. gonna kill all these kids yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you don't surrender. Yeah. And the the three delinquents that were trying to join the gang are in the back, and they're like, they're gonna look after our future. And one of them ends up killing the guy, and I was like, yay! This is yeah. so much fun. And they, they, it was they actually called back to when they were getting trained. Yes. Of how to use the pencil and stab oh, the guy uh, in the neck, and they, the the teenager stabbed the. the very nice setup and like, payoff. Whoa. Very nice setup and payoff. But yeah, with movies like this, they're very hesitant. I think Death Wish Three, uh, which is one of our favorite movies of all time, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Death Wish Three, guilty pleasure. Mm. Uh, Death Wish, excuse me, Wish Three. Uh, I think they didn't really fight back till the end. But usually that's how it is with movies like High Noon. Uh, they don't give a shit. They don't help the hero, and the hero just has to do it on his on his own. Yeah. How many fucking Zatoichi movies? All the, of them. I know, right? The <laughs> Blind Swordsman. Like Zatoichi will come in, kill all the bad guys, and not even get thanked. Limp off into the and sunset. Limp off injured into the sunset, but with you know, one woman screaming after yeah, him. Yeah. Like, but fun. we love Zatoichi. Oh movies. yeah. Those are the greatest movies Absol- ever. Those are, those are great. Yeah. Uh, but that's usually how it works. So it was kind of. It was kind of cool that instantly, even the senior citizens was like, hey, when the Annihilators got there, they were like, teach us, man. You know, yeah. fuck, give me, give me the fucking broom. Yeah. All right? I'm yeah. taking out me caps. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of, uh, so this was all a, a, a nice little fun, a pleasant surprise, but, you know, the, the neg- negative points, if we have to be picky... You know, it, it's still micro budget, but the, the thing though for me though is uh, for a movie called The Annihilators, and when you see that badass cover, you should see the real cover. The Have whole... you seen the real cover? Mm. Uh oh. Look at it. It's the arrow version, right? Okay. Okay. Here we go. This is even more amazing. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Can you guys see that? Look at this. Can you see? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so if you see this, if you see this, which is pretty epic, oh right? Oh, my goodness. If you see this, wow. or the or this, and for a title called The Annihilators, yeah. the, the action was very tame. Yeah. We had a, ch- we had a car chase. We had a, a few combat martial arts scenes back and forth here and there. And we did have a few shootouts here and there. But no big body count. Especially, yeah. and that for me was a little disappointing only because um, you have a lot of gang members. There was a lot. Mm. And I expected at least a lot. You know, they get, they get fucked up. They get marked. But, you know, the more body count, the better. Uh, but uh, that's, you know, we have to warn people. Yeah. That when they see something like this or if they hear recommendations from us. Yeah, again, it's... It, There's some stunts a, here and there. This was a movie that we didn't expect a whole lot out of because we'd no. never heard of it. No. It was one of those where... In the whole beginning, we were like, oh boy. Yeah, we, we didn't expect anything out of it. And yeah. to go in blind, not having ever heard of it, and to expect nothing out of it, yeah. and to see what the movie was attempting to do, yeah. and also coming off the heels of a similar film with McBain, where they wasted their entire cast, yeah. and then you see these group of actors that... We didn't really know, like, I had only known of one of the actors 
prior to right. that, and I had only known him from a couple of roles from the 80s, from when I was a kid. Right. And it, they're very small roles, right. okay, and that was Christopher Stone, the the, the, lead, the leader of... Ex-husband of D... D. It? Wallace. D. Wallace. Yeah. He was in The Howling. Okay, so there you go. Okay. And we have the uh, the, the, the one uh, soldier on their team that was the, kind of like the alcoholic in okay. a bad relationship. Uh, I don't know if you have fact-checked in, in front of you, but... He was the one that was in Rambo, uh, First Blood Part Two. Oh, okay. He was one of the POWs. And I don't even know his name. That helped fall back. Okay. Uh, and, of course, you got, you know, old boy Bud the, Bud the Chud. Oh, that's right, Bud the Chud. I forgot yeah. about him. I forgot about him Chud being there. Chud to Bud the Chud. And he's, he's always great. Like, he, he's, he was fun in the movie. Yeah, he he's, was a lot of fun. He's always, he's yeah. always a great performance. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, you go from, again, you got the cast that we had in, and keep in mind, like, we fucking love Steve James. Yes. Okay, we adore Steve James. Like, yes. Kung Fu Joe. Yeah, Kung Fu Joe. Bow. That's it. Bow to Kung Fu I'm Joe. I'm gonna get you, sucker. No, it's American just, Ninja 1, 2, You don't understand. Steve, Steve James was taken to us way too fucking early. He was taken from us, like, way, yeah. I mean, it's fucked up, okay? Yeah. And he should have been in everything. Oh, yeah. He should have been, been in, like, everything. Yeah. He should have been huge. Force. Yeah. yeah, he should have been in everything. And uh, wasted in McBain. Like, fucking oh, wasted terrible. in McBain. He should have been in this. Like, yeah. he should have been yes, in this he one. Been. Like, he could have stolen this movie. Oh, yeah. You know, instead of, you know. The, other, make... the, the black actor that they did have. Though, yeah, he was fine. He was pretty good. Obviously, he was. But that's, yeah. but that's the thing, though. You have, you have three really. Well, uh, not everybody knows who Steve James is. Right. But, you know, you got Christopher Walken and Michael Ironside right. in. McBain, which a lot of people know who they are. Yeah. And then you've got these people that not a lot of people know who, you know, most of these guys yeah. are. They had better fucking chemistry together. They did. And when, spoilers, one of them dies yeah. in this movie, yeah. it's like, oh shit. We'll leave that. Yeah. Like, oh shit, that we'll sucks. We'll tell you who. <laughs> it's like, that sucked. Yeah, it did. You know, because yeah. they all had this nice little camaraderie. Yeah. It wasn't like massive. No. But they found a way to make the minimal work. Yeah. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Where in McBain, everyone was just in the scene together, and it was just like we all of us. Like you, you even pointed out uh, that Steve James just appeared, <laughs> and you were like, "Wait a minute, how does Christopher Walken know Steve James? It, He's walking with Steve James." And you're like, "Wait a minute, what were, did we miss a scene where they met? No. Like what happened?" And you know what's sad though is that obviously when you compare McBain and the Annihilators. McBain obviously had more of a bigger budget. I would think so, yes. And they had bigger action sequences and bigger explosions mm-hmm. and military vehicles. Mm-hmm. And they had all of this. Yeah. And we did not give a shit. No. <laughs> we were bored. Christopher Walken. Look, bored. He, he is one of our favorite actors. And yeah. if you watch Christopher Walken and McBain, he completely checked out. Yeah. Like, it's obvious. Like, he didn't give a shit. It was like, well, <laughs> you don't give for... a shit. I ain't gonna give a shit. Yeah, it's like, obvious he does not care. Yeah. It, yeah. It, that was, that yeah. was again, that was a very tough But watch. Steve James was, uh, he was wasted. He yeah, was. yeah, yeah. Like, there was that one scene where they're giving the break into the compound and yeah. the news station. Yeah. And Steve J they can't get through the door, so Steve James lining up, do some kind of martial arts kick, and the girl stops him. And then you're, and the, I remember you said, how dare you not let Steve James, Steve James? <laughs> you just don't, you don't do that. You don't hire Steve James. You do not hire Steve James and yeah. not allow him to Steve James. Yes. Okay, that's all. That's all I'm going to say. 
Okay. No, he was he was he was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, you have these. But like, yeah, you know the cast against. Pretty you cared? You kind of cared? Not at first. It took a while. Yeah, but it was but. like they, they, they. Again, it was, a, it was, it was a matter of everybody kind of like coming together just to tell this, you know, the story. Yeah. And everybody sold it. Yes. Everybody gave their, their, everybody gave their all. I thought that's that was the impression that I got, and that's something that I think we we've touched on before. It's like if if the movie is sincere yes. and the actors. And and you just feel like everybody is there to be sincere in telling a story. Yes. It comes across. Yeah. And when it comes across to us, we appreciate the effort. Yeah. And that's and the movie, that's what the I got movie here. Knows what it is. Yes. And it's not trying to be the greatest vigilante movie of all time. Yes. It's just trying to be a good movie, or at least a fun, entertaining, at least an entertaining. Yeah. Film. It's yeah. It, it has it has it has it has a point that it's you know trying to make and it's, yeah. it's doing the best it can. And we got a kick out of the fucking badass senior citizens that just didn't give a shit, and we're going out there and busting yeah. caps. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, and they even and, had their little. They even had their little. Oh yeah, the little. Uh, yeah. A little one, two, three rap. Yeah. They had like this little, this yeah. little signal. That was if a it, signal. If anybody the, needed help. If anyone needed help. Yeah. Or was, you know, or or everyone being aware to you know team up if needed. Yeah. And they, was, and the, the annihilators, the leader, uh-huh. was just like you know, let's do the little three three sounding tap, and you had a moment in the movie. <laughs> They were doing that. I kind of loved, like, loved this movie. It's like, I kind of love this movie. Right? It's really fucked up, man. Right? It's such a cheesy little low-budget, yeah. forgotten thing. They, they, but, you know, you know point, again, I appreciate the effort. Yeah. And it's like at some point, it even, you know, the composer had his cat on the keyboard. <laughs> I was about to drink, you jerk. <laughs> hey, perfect timing. You know, you know, or he was checking out some chick's ass, and he was just leaning back on it. <laughs> I mean, the score was not great, no. and, and you can you can tell a film didn't have a big budget when the main villain has a fucking flamethrower, and he only uses it once. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he only uses it once. Gasoline is expensive. <laughs> Yeah, he used it. it was, you know, he was threatening everybody. Where's my fucking <clears throat> drugs? I'm gonna. All right, whoever's car this is. Yeah. Blah, fucked up the car and then put put flamethrower down and ran away because bad guys were shooting. I mean, the good guys were shooting down. Yeah. But yeah, Ninja Star throwing the, the, one of the villains back of his hand. You know, we, we it was fun. Yeah. It was it was fun. I mean, not an amazing movie. No. And it, you know, you gotta know what you're in for, and, and not even like super fun and ridiculous and absurd, like an over the top canon sort of way. Death it Wish was, Three, yeah, it wasn't even like that. <laughs> it was like yeah. subdued canon, yeah, kind of, yeah. So bit. it's I don't even want to like if anybody ever wants to seek this out, I don't want to like build anybody's expectations up like that. No, but it was just one of those. Hey, hey, for effort, yeah. It was one of those. Yeah, it's like. At first, we were concerned. We're like, "Oh God!" Because we we we've seen a lot of films where the movies are just like this. Or the micro budget, the come the soundtrack's not great, the acting's not great, the yeah. characters aren't great. McBain, <coughs> excuse me. Well, McBain, McBain had some budget, but it was like, yeah. and then it was just boring and bland, yeah, and just stale. Yeah, like another film we're gonna get to a little bit later. 
Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was just the more the movie went along, we enjoyed it more. Yeah. And we saw the <laughs> effort, despite the budget. Yeah. Know? And, uh, yeah, we enjoyed The Annihilators. Yes. <laughs> if that's your well kind of done. thing. Well done. Yeah, well done, if that's your thing. Uh, small, smaller scale, vigilante military action, but fun. Uh, go ahead and check out The Annihilators. Anything else before we move on to the next vigilante no. film here? No. All right. So, I don't have the case out right now. But, the next movie, while you're fact-checking over there, because I want to make sure we get the date down. Because you said Annihilators was 85, right? Yep. <clears throat> vigilante yes, was that came out. 1983. Ooh. 83. That is an oldie. Uh, directed by... Oh, our boy, William Lustig. Okay, Lustig. Yes. Okay. Which kind of makes a little bit of sense, all things considered. Starring two of our favorites. <laughs> we got a couple. Who else? Well, because well, well, Steve didn't star in this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he was in it. And he it was, was nice, it. and you didn't get to Steve. So, but this was before <laughs> Steve was Steve, I yeah, think. this was before Steve James was Steve James. And we all knew what Steve could do. Yeah, early we all knew role. that Steve could be a Steve Steve. So it's kind so. of funny <laughs> we're mentioning Steve James earlier in McBain, because he's actually in this movie. Yeah. <clears throat> a small minor role. He plays a police officer. Mm. Uh, but this is Vigilante. And this is just my kind of fucking... Annihilators, I forgot to mention this. I didn't know it was possible for a rated R vigilante film to be adorable. That's true. And that's a That's That was a word we used to describe yes. it. <laughs> that's that was, right. Uh, how is that possible? When the credits were rolling, that was something that we said. How is that possible? That's true. However, vigilante is not adorable. No. <laughs> vigilante is fucking kick-ass, badass. If you're into vigilante-type films, revenge films, we highly recommend it. Uh, there is a little bit of an issue we get to that you kind of brought up towards the end, and I've seen the film once way back, mm. years ago, and I really, I enjoyed it for what it was way back, but I completely forgotten about it. So rewatching it with you mm. uh, this weekend, it was like, kind of like watching it again for the first time, because it's been so, been so long. But you did bring up some things, and I was kind of like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I was kind of left wanting a little bit. Uh. So we'll, we'll get to that, but um, it stars two of our favorites. We have Fred Williamson, that's right, the crafty veteran. And the other crafty veteran, we have Robert Forrester, uh, R.I.P. Robert Forrester. So. But yeah, uh, Robert Forrester is one of those guys where he's just one of those great character actors. But whatever he's in, whether it's a B-movie with a giant monster crocodile... Run around, <laughs> or he's in a Quentin Tarantino movie. He always takes everything. He takes his job seriously, unlike Christopher Walken and McBain. Unless, well. unless he kind of knew he was in shit, and the director was just like, I don't, "I'm not going to direct Christopher Walken. I'm going to let him do whatever he wants because I'm happy he's he's here." <laughs> I don't know, but Christopher Walken is usually pretty great in his film, so. But yeah, the McBain is is not. We're always we're going back to McBain a lot. Well, that <laughs> I movie, can't help it. It's because the movie bugged the shit out of us. Yeah, why. yeah. But yeah, all, the always reliable uh, Robert Forrester uh, is in this film as well. And and what I like about this movie is with the Death Wish films, with any type, you know, even Exterminator. Uh, damn it, Steve James was in Exterminator too. He was in the first one. <laughs> 
That's three. Oh man, that's three. Steve. <laughs> and that was really early, also. Yeah. So he yeah, wouldn't he have been Steve. Good. He wouldn't have been Steve James Jamesing yet. Yeah, another military buddy. Ah! Yeah, another oh, no, military buddy, and they ended up dying in uh, spoilers for sorry, Steve Exterminator. Anyway, and Ginty decided to be the Gintiest and go after the bad guys in that movie. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> but um, usually with the vigilante type genre, the our uh, protagonist gets pushed to the edge, mm-hmm. right? Uh, family member, friend, uh, something happens, or maybe something happens to himself physically. He gets pushed to the edge, and he's like, "Fuck this!" You know, the law, the the law's not cutting it. You know, it's all rigged. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take matters into my own hands, mm. and then that's the movie. Unlike this movie, as soon as this movie starts, Fred Williamson is basically talking to the audience, which segues to him talking to people, his group, yeah, basically riling them up and giving this speech like, "Look, this rape happens. This you know, every five minutes or whatever, crime. Da da da. What are we gonna do about it? Mm-hmm. What are we gonna do about it? Right." Yeah. This is right at the start of the movie. This is before credits, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and he's already training people, already blasting their pistols, you know, practicing on targets. And he gives a really good speech in the beginning. The beginning pumps you up. The mm. beginning gets you ready. And then I was just like, oh, shit, we already got a group? Yeah. And so that's what's interesting about this movie is that really halfway, maybe the third act, Robert Forrester... Yeah. Vigilante. Because a lot happens to him. Yes. Before he is able to turn vigilante. Right. Um, because he, he is aware of what Fred is doing. And yeah. he brings up the whole moral quandary of, oh, well, what happens if, you know, somebody parts their hair a certain way they don't like, or somebody right. does something, and then, you you know, everybody starts blowing each other's heads off because right. they don't, and then Fred's like, well, you gotta sort that shit out for yourself, yeah. but in the meantime, you know, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And so... And Fred had a, Fred had a great uh, line. I love his line when he, because, uh, you know, some, some lines were delivered great by Fred, mm-hmm. and then some lines were, okay, that's a Fred Williamson delivery. <laughs> type thing. Some <laughs> of the one-liners were a little, yeah, oh, some Fred. Of, some of, yeah. Fred, yeah. are you... Are you ad-living again, sir? But I love that part where he's just like, hey, you know, until you get your head on right and figure out what you need to do for yourself, he opens up his coat, got the pistol right there, and he goes, this is my judge, this is my jury. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm on board. I understand both sides. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But this is a very interesting type of vigilante film because the whole movie up to that point it's Fred Williamson and his crew going around yeah. fucking dudes up. Like, this lady gets assaulted and, and more by this asshole, and they pick this dude up in a van, what I, and then later, they go ahead. What I really found funny about that scene was that, um, if this is the same thing that we're talking about, was that the cops show up, and she remains silent. There, there was this crime that happened in an apartment complex, okay. and she witnesses it, or whatever happens. Right. And she remains like quiet about what happened. Oh, it was it was the it was the 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 big R scene up top. Right. It's right. the guy that he takes the lady up. It was yeah, it was the chick in the elevator. Right. She he takes her up to the roof and yeah. he you know, I yeah. think you know, I don't know if he just like 
They don't really show it. You can assume you know. it's either a, a rape or a murder yeah. or both. Yeah. You don't yeah. really know because you don't see what happens to her after right. that. But this right. old lady is taking out her trash right. and she witnesses the guy running down the stairs right. and she runs back into her apartment. Mm-hmm. And so the cops come in after the fact mm-hmm. and they're questioning everybody for witnesses and she stays silent. Yeah. And she goes straight to Fred Williamson's yeah. crew. Like, she's like, fuck the cops. Because the cops and the ju- the judicial system aren't going to do shit. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And one of my yeah. beefs with the movie is yeah. that I felt like I felt like there were two conflicting stories in the movie. Okay. Which, if they, if they just worked on it a little mm. bit more yeah. and converged the two stories a okay. little bit better... I felt which, like which two stories you're talking about? I'm talking about Fred Williamson's gang, okay, and uh, Robert Forster's story. Okay, if they had like just kind of <clears throat> like like worked on that on their script a little bit more, right? That they could have they could have merged the two stories a little bit better because I felt like by the time Robert Forster came along, yeah. they kind of like ditched Fred Williamson's. Yeah, and that's one of the things you pointed out. Yeah, the end, and I was kind of like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, so and it wasn't. You can still watch the movie. It's not like. It doesn't, so, it doesn't ruin, ruin it or anything it, no. like that. It doesn't ruin the film. But, but I found... You feel like we're just getting started. I felt like Fred Williamson's yeah. whole dynamic, like his little group yeah. that he had yeah. going and mm-hmm. the relationship that he had with the neighborhood... Yeah. They were going after the drug ...was so fascinating. Yeah, because basically what they set up is that even though you only really see five gang members, yeah. <laughs> it's like there are more, yeah. even though it doesn't really seem like it. And in this version... You know, the villains aren't as cartoonish. I mean, in a way of... They kind of are, but they're more brutal. Yeah, in terms of... It's it's hard to say. In terms of the the over-the-top acting from the villain from Annihilators. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, that made us laugh. That didn't go... Yeah. That didn't make us go, well, you just kill these guys. Yeah. We were laughing. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Different type of entertainment. It's... Yeah. This isn't... This isn't a movie that you can laugh at, really. No. Um... Especially this one scene. There's. Are we gonna talk about that scene? Spoilers. Okay. Yeah. We used to be. We, we, okay. You know, we talked about it. Okay. So again, that's really surprised me. You forgot about I it. Forgot about you forgot that it. scene. So yeah. yeah, but that's that was the thing. It was like I was so invested in the whole dynamic that him that Fred Williamson and his group had with the neighborhood because they set it up to where the judicial system is so corrupt oh, that the the, the gang members who are being accused of all this shit mm-hmm. are bribing their defense attorneys. Yeah. And the district attorney can't do shit. Yeah. The, the district attorney that eventually tries to prosecute um, what eventually you find out, um, she's trying to prosecute against the gang member that went after Robert Forster's family. Right. Um, she's like, this guy, he's been arrested like 22 times, and so yeah. we want to charge him with assault and murder. And then one of the gang members that was also involved in the assault and murder comes in, bribes the defense attorney, and walks up to the the judge, which yeah. which you pointed out was played <laughs> by Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Uh, the bad guy. The villain, the main yeah. villain. Which I can't think for the life of me why I can't remember his fucking name in the movie. I'm going to uh, fucking look it up. 
it's not Ator. That's another movie franchise. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up and I'm gonna feel like an asshole. I have my moments. Yeah, I I have my moments where I'll just randomly be like, hey, is that what you call from that movie? It was so random. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Yeah, we're we're looking up Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Because the judge, the judge was, yeah. the the villain from that movie. The actor's name was... was, From that terrible movie. Was Vincent Beck. That was the name of the actual actor. Great Mystery Science Theater episode. But it was just the fact that that was the guy who played the the character, which was fucking hilarious. I was laughing when uh, Maniac... Was yeah, the lawyer. <laughs> yeah he, was, he was the defense attorney. Yeah, um, yeah, the actor from Maniac. Uh, but um, uh, unlike the, you know, it was cool seeing that dynamic of them, the neighborhood kind of working with Fred Williams. Voldar. Voldar. I've seen that movie Voldar. a million times. You think yeah. I could remember Voldar? <laughs> I fail. Okay, I fail as a human. If you ever hear us mention the name Droppo. Yeah, it comes from that movie. So before there when, was Jar Jar. Yeah, when you hear people say that that character is the Jar Jar Binks of that movie, before that, before Jar Jar Binks, there was Drabo. If you watch that movie, you'll you'll get it. <laughs> you're gonna want to you're gonna want to shoot the television. Yes. Anyway, uh, like you were saying, the dynamic of the the neighborhood working with Fred Williamson was yeah. very interesting, but. They were still they were still scared shitless though. They were not on like as a community. They weren't as on board as the community in the, in the Annihilators. Well, they were still scared because look at what happened to yeah. Forster's wife and kid, and the neighbors were right there. They didn't shit. Well, obviously, it wasn't a situation like this story wasn't about. I mean, they didn't even call the cops. No, yeah, this story wasn't about the community fighting right, back. Right. It was about well, we're fucked, but we have this subsect of the community that's going to fight for right. us because the cops won't. That's what which this is, story which was is kind about. Of dope. So that was it. Was an interesting dynamic making it completely different from right. the Annihilators which I'm like I'm yeah. all on board with that oh, yeah. but that's that's what I was like I was so invested in that aspect of things and I was hoping that by the time Robert Forrester came came into the fold yeah. he would be more into the fold right. but that's not really what we got but right. anyway let's get to the point where he you know so Robert Forrester he's just this everyman you know he's just he's you know working you know to provide for the family and all that and he, he does the, the cardinal sin. You don't do this in the film. You make plans for the future. You don't fucking do that. You never do that. He's like, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to take some time and we're going to go to such and such and we're going to spend some time together. And you're like, yeah. you're fucking dead. You're dead, kid. You did it. You fucked up. Anyway. And, um, so he's off at work and then doing something else and his wife and their son, who's like uh, supposed to be like eight years old, so, something yeah. like that, yeah. um, they're at a gas station, and these hooligans they roll up and they're like uh, tormenting this old dude back in the day. Um, and uh, it was very common for gas stations to have what they called attendants, yes. where they would pump gas for you. Um, dude, put oil. In. Yeah, like check your check your wiper fluid, check your this, check your that. But back in the day, yeah, you weren't actually most people. You know, you weren't allowed to pump your own gas because you know you it was dangerous or whatever. Um, It was called uh, full service. That's what it was called back in the day. Um, And so the attendant was pumping the gas, and he's like, "Oh well," the the, you know the guy that was getting his car filled was like, "Oh well, I can't pay," and so the old man's like, "You know, you hooligans," and so that was his gas station. 
So the yeah. guy, the guy in the the, the, the lady that, you know, the, the wife is in the garage getting her car checked out and there's another younger guy in there with her checking, you know, checking on her vehicle. Yeah. And so she's witnessing all this going on. So the, the gang member is like pouring gasoline all over the old man and threatening him and all this. And the lady's like, do something. And the, the, the young guy's like, yeah. so she runs out because she's trying to do the right thing. And yeah. she ends up slapping the gang yeah. member. Yeah. And she gets heckled a little bit, but the cops turn the corner. The ineffectual cops don't yeah. turn the corner. They don't see anything, but the gang yeah. member still gets spooked. And so they drive away. And so she's like, oh, whew. So she goes home with her kid and she gets into the house. She sends the kid upstairs to go take a nap. And she's on the phone and she looks outside and she realized that the gang members have followed her home. And she's right. like, oh, shit. So she calls the police and they're like... Ma'am, we can't send a patrol car out to you for a verbal assault. And she's like, uh, look, motherfucker, I'm by myself, okay? Yeah. I, I need somebody sent out here. Like, ma'am, we'll send somebody out when there's somebody available. Click. Yeah. And so... Yeah. The guy who did the verbal threat or whatnot is outside my house. That's yeah. kind of a red flag. Yeah. But it's one but of those... Everything we'll send is, someone when, they're, when someone's available. Everything is a mix of hyper-exaggeration in yeah. this film with... Right. Hint, the slight hints of, yeah, some of this stuff probably does happen in real life. Um, and so she tries to call Robert Forster, but he's not available. And so, uh, lo and behold, the gang members bust into the house. Yeah. And uh, the little kid comes downstairs because he hears the commotion. And she, you know, screams at him to run. And so he runs back upstairs because he's a little kid. He doesn't know any better. Not that he really could do anything else because no. the gang members, they were kind of blocking the front door yeah. anyway. So he runs and he tries was, to be... There was like six of them. Yeah, there, there were quite like, a few of them. Yeah. He tries to be smart. He tries to hide. Yeah. But he doesn't really know how to hide very well. And so yeah. he hides in the bathtub yeah. where he's clearly visible through the shower curtain. And so they're like, most of them... Most, like, all but one of them are, like, like harassing her and, like, ripping her clothes and doing this and that. Yeah. And uh, one of them goes upstairs after the kid. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, you'd say, like, the second in command because you see him yeah. most. There's, like, two main gang members that right. you see most throughout the film. And so uh, the next thing you see is her running outside screaming for help. You don't right. really know how she escaped, but it doesn't right. really matter. So she's running outside. She's been like slashed up at this point. Well, not no, not yet. She gets not slashed yet. up after the fact. Yeah, but she's yeah. like her clothes are like ripped yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah. So she's like out back screaming for help. Nobody's doing anything. And you see the one guy creeping slowly upstairs. And he's like he goes into the room and then he goes into the bathroom. And you can see the silhouette of the kid in the bathtub with the next to the window. With, yeah. It's like an opaque curtain where you can't yeah. see him, but you can see his outline. And there, yeah, there's like this bright sunlight pouring through, so you can see his silhouette. Yeah. And they keep cutting to her outside. Oh, I forgot this. I don't know. Keep heading to her outside, which you have this clear view in the oh, backyard of the of the bathroom window, and Dude. you see the the guy slowly start to raise a shotgun yeah. to the silhouette, and you're just like, you know, you're just gonna hear it. This is a B movie, <laughs> so yeah, they'll do it. This is a B movie. They will fucking do it. We saw a Michael Dudikoff, Steve James film where they wiped out Steve James's family. Yeah. Like you thought they were, you thought at least the boy was gonna survive. No, motherfuckers, they killed them all. Yeah, and, and I'm that, like, they might do it. They might do it. They just might do it. I'm like, yeah, they, 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 they just might do it. And so, you know, slowly raising, slowly raising, and then you know, you get the classic. 
pull the trigger, and then the wife is looking up, and you see just this explosion of blood just burst through the bathroom window in this outdoor shot from her point of view. And at this point, you're just like... Yeah, it's the '80s, <laughs> and and so she's screaming, and so the the guys come outside, and then they like start beating the shit out of her, and they start slashing her up with a yeah. knife, and you're not sure yeah. if she. They pretty much leave her for dead, yeah. and it's like one of those. It's a miracle she survived, and all that. And of course, Robert Forrester finds out about all this, and uh, she uh, she's in intensive care, she's in a coma, right. and so he doesn't get to see her for a while, mm-hmm. and you don't see her till later in the film, and so. Uh, they end up somehow off camera. They arrest the leader of the gang, who mm-hmm. is the one that slashed her up, but not the right. one that killed the son. Right. And they don't arrest anybody else. Mm-hmm. So they try to charge him for assault and murder because nobody else is talking. But the guy that actually killed the son is the one that bribes maniac, yeah, who's the defense yeah. attorney. Yeah, yeah. And that's when you get the scene with them um, going up to <laughs> to Voldar, Voldar the judge, the judge. Um, and uh, basically, they end up reducing it. the the the, the district the attorney years. The district attorney was trying to get a life sentence, yeah. Um, but it didn't work, and because you know the the judge just doesn't give a shit, and they end up getting it a, to a two year sentence suspended, meaning he basically is not going to serve any time. To which Robert Forster loses his shit, yeah. and starts like just trying to tear at the judge just like how you can't do this this yeah. is bullshit blah 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 <laughs> and so the judge is like I'm holding you in contempt you get 30 days in jail and yeah. so Forrester ends up getting a month in jail yeah. for nothing yeah. for basically because he lost his shit rightfully so yeah. for you know for what happened so that's where you know we what I love up. about that scene though mm. is uh, up to that point Forrester has been very very reserved yeah, that's where you get that scene where him and Fred Williamson had their conversation yeah. because Forrester's a very, again, he's an everyday family man. Yeah. He, he's still friends with Fred, but he doesn't agree with what he, he's doing. He, yeah, he believes in the law. Exactly. He even yeah. says that we have a judicial system. Yeah, a judicial he, uh, even up until the trial, he believes that there is a judicial system. You know, yeah. it's one of those but things. But he's very reserved. There's mm. no rage yet. Mm. Even when he got to the house, mm-hmm. there wasn't, there was, he freaked out, but mm-hmm. there wasn't anger yet. Until the two-year sentencing, then he lost his Suspended. shit. And finally, he just yeah, ah! yeah. I love that scene. It's right, good. very good acting. So he ends up he ends up in, in jail for for the thirty yeah. days, and uh, you get your your typical, you know. He's he's a veteran. He was in there for a long time, but he has a heart of gold. I guess for no reason. <laughs> this is where things kind of got a little. I don't remember his name, uh, but he. Famously known for being one of the gladiators in Spartacus, uh, but I know he's been in a lot of other movies, uh, Italian westerns. He's that guy's been everywhere. He's a he's old school veteran actor. I can't remember his name though. Maybe I can find um, uh, But yeah, he's the crafty old veteran in there, and and Forrester's gonna you know he's fresh meat. He's new meat, so he's gonna get jumped obviously. Yeah. And he kind of saves him, and he kind of gives him advice like, whatever you do out there, don't get caught, don't come back here. Yeah. So it's and there's, interesting. There was a there was you know we we get random scenes. I mean, get, it was lucky you didn't you know. We got a scene of of, of random man ass in the shower <laughs> because these guys they just randomly started picking on Forrester and I I, I wasn't really sure. Meat. I guess that was why. That's all you need. I yeah. guess I guess that was why. Yeah. And so we we got your fresh obligatory fish, fresh fish. You got your obligatory shower Shout out scene. To Shawshank Redemption. There. You got your. Oh, was it was it Woody Strode? 
Is that the actor's uh, name? Maybe. That's what it looks like. That guy. Yeah, he back the old school. Yeah, he looks back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, you get your obligatory shower scene where they attack him in the shower, and yeah, it's just nothing but man ass. Just a whole <laughs> wide screenshot of man ass. And a little bit of side Forrester dick, by the way. Um, I know you all needed to know that. Yes. You're welcome. So, so if y'all wanted to see side Forrester dick, it's Vigilante 1983. Tell him Lady Fat Blood sent you. <laughs> And uh, so you get your scene, and you know, they're about to do whatever they're about to do. Yeah. And uh, he comes in. I guess his name is Rake, and that that's his that's his uh, mm-hmm. name, Rake. Oh, okay. In there, and uh, he comes in and stops them for no reason, just because he's got a heart of gold. He's yeah, posing yeah. with a heart of gold. Yeah. Um, and I guess I guess that whole thing was just to kind of toughen him up. Yeah. And just to kind of like give him more reason to be like, I got in here yeah. for no reason, and they're still out there for freedom. Yeah. To give him more incentive yeah. to be to do what he Pretty did. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what that whole scene was. As soon as he got like. out. Yeah. And I, I did enjoy out. that scene. When he's walking he, through the court. Yes. He that like was everybody was playing handball yeah. the, on those courts, and basketball just, too. And he's just walking through, fucking up everybody's game of handball, and he just doesn't give a shit. He just like make a, he makes a beeline for Fred Williamson, and he's yeah. like. I want him. Yeah. And Fred, Fred's just like looking at his crew and his crew's just like, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like that, you know, that kind of cracked me up. Do it. Um, yeah. Do it. Um, yeah. So hey, good music, great direction of him walking, good yeah. acting. Yeah. And Fred's just there chilling, you know, being cool. And now he's in the fold, at least temporarily. Mm. He's in the fold. They go get him a gun. Mm. They find out where uh, uh, the main uh, gang member is hiding. He's up. He's upstairs in this apartment, getting ready to get his gro- you know, getting ready to get his groove on with a female. Uh, and you know they burst through, man. And it's it's like it wastes no time. Yeah. Like, like she runs in the bathroom, and, but to hide temporarily, and Forrester just walks right up to you know, hey, you kid, this is. We say this is for my wife. Well, didn't they? He said this is for my wife. Didn't they like lock her in the bathroom? Like, mm-hmm. didn't they like lock her in the bathroom? She locked. She locked herself. I thought they like threw her in the bathroom. To, no, like, she ran in there. I thought. Oh, I could have sworn they like locked. Maybe, her. maybe they did throw her and they push her in there. Either way, she's in the bathroom, and uh, Forrester. Hmm? Maybe you're right. No, uh, Forrester basically just take just bah takes the dude out. But he shoots him to, multiple times. He shot him in the arm, and then he was like, yeah. he, he was like, no, you got the wrong guy or something like that. Because because technically he wasn't the one that killed the kid. Right. But right. Yeah. At this right. point, it's like it's kind of a moot point. It's yeah, like you all were there. Ruined his life. Yeah. Ruined, yeah. Yeah. And it basically just finishes the job. Bah bah bah. bah. Forster walks out, and on their way out, the girl grabs a gun. Hey, nobody, yeah, you can't, you can't look past it's nobody, like, all man. you had to do was stay in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> all you had to do was she stay in the bathroom. She came out, she injured, I don't think that guy died. I think mean, one of Fred Williams' guys didn't die, he just got shot. I think, yeah. In the arm or something like that. Right, And right. they blew her away. They're not fucking around, man. What? You come, you come armed. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna happen. And they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have done shit if she just yeah. stayed in the damn bathroom. Yeah. She just had to stay And, uh... They find you find out later they crooked a crooked uh, not, not politician. The the main guy that uh, Fred Williamson shoots several times with a the shotgun. They find that guy later. He was on the news. Oh yeah. 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 There was kind of a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on. Well, he gets taken out, and then uh, after that, you know, Forrester thinks he's done. Yeah, Fred Williamson kind of gives him some, you know. 
it's not really over, man. But if you if you want to run, that's all you, you know. And it's kind of the last time we see uh, um, Fred Williamson's character. He kind of gives that you know that last line of dialogue, like you can run, but it's just going to be a matter of time. If they find you up in the mountains, what are you going to do then, right? So we're not going to give up our homes. You're you're running away from your home, but we're not giving up our homes. We're going to fight for them. Mm-hmm. But you do what you need to do. And you don't really see Fred Williamson anymore. And then, you know, we have that scene that you pointed out where uh, the Steve James cops, and he's with his partner, they yeah. get lit up by the gang members. They get destroyed. They get destroyed. And you brought up the fact that we know we never got went back to that. Yeah, it was almost like we felt like there was some more movie missing there. Yeah, and you did you did point that out, and I was like, oh yeah. But Forrester's driving away in his van, and uh, he sees the guy that killed his son, the last gang member, the second in command. He sees you know sees him, and he's made up his mind that he's done. He's packed everything from this from his house. He doesn't want anything to do with him there. His wife. Doesn't want anything to do with him. Yeah. She ended up surviving and living, but she's all scarred up, and she's for some reason blames him, which was annoying. I don't know why. She blames him. Yeah. So she leaves. Yeah. So he has nothing, right? And so um, uh, he's just driving alone, and all of a sudden he sees the guy, and it takes him a while to recognize him. And he's like, you motherfucker, you're the one that killed my son. He gets out of the van, they have a big chase. He chases them up this uh, platform. They fight up there. And we had the last line of dialogue, you know, because he's about to tip him over to his death. And the, and the gang member's like, this ain't shit. I ain't scared. This ain't shit. And then Forrester's like, you know, you know, it, it, this means a lot to me. You know, it means a lot to me. He says something like that. And then, whoop, throws that guy to his death. He falls all the way down. Brains, whoop. All over the place. Splat. He gets, you know, our, 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 our boy that we cheer for gets his revenge. And then the movie ends. Oh, no. Wait. There's one more. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I thought I moved my door. Sorry. <laughs> I, thought my gla- I, I forgot I moved my glasses. Uh, yes. Yeah. The judge. What's his name? Voldar? Voldar. Voldar. <laughs> judge Voldar. Yeah. Walks to his car. And all of a sudden, Forrester's in another vehicle, and he pulls out this controller, and just goes, flips the switch, whoop, boom! Yeah. And Voldar is blown to smithereens. So I guess, is that implying and that... And then the movie ends. So does that imply that he's decided to stay? See, we don't know. Does that imply that, yeah, it's still personal, because the judge decided to... Yeah. You know, but Fred yeah. was right. You know, it's never over. Right. Does that does you that could, does that imply that he's decided to stay? You and help could look up? at it like that. I'm just wondering. I'm just trying to blue sky because I was so unfulfilled. Yeah. Because Steve bit. James was set up as this cop that was like he knew about the vigilante group. He he had this conversation with Fred and he's like, we don't need you guys, you know, pulling your shit in this. Yeah. He's like, if you guys are the ones. He's like, I know that Let we're short. He's like, I know that we're short. With cops, I know that we've got right. only two patrol cars when we need ten, but yeah. I'm out. We're out here eight to twelve hours a day doing yeah. our thing, doing the best we can. But yeah. we don't need your guys. We don't need you guys. I think Steve knew. I think I think right. his character knew that it was them doing it. Right. But they were playing. You know, uh, Fred Williamson's crew was playing dumb and all that. They didn't yeah. really say anything. Um, so he wasn't. Steve wasn't like 
I'm gonna get those vigilantes. He wasn't playing that type of character. Right. He was more like, look, I know what you're doing. Just yeah. knock it off. Right. You know. So he, he was, was just. Good, he was one of the good cops. He was just kind. Yeah. He wasn't like being paid off by the gang members. Is no. what I'm saying. No. Um, so when he died, it was kind of like, well, what was the point of his character? Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, the good cops, they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, die with. Well, them. You, well, you. You know. You're asking those questions because nothing can't, can't you know, the, the gang members did not get their, you know, come up in. Yeah, because all of those gang members that lit up Steve and his partner, even though they didn't murder the child, yeah. they were still involved with the assault. Yeah, and the break-in. And only two of those people were yeah. killed for the crime. Right. The rest of the gang members right. got away from, and right after, you know. And right after, so we have that scene. So you think... Our vigilante group, whether it be Forrester or Forrester with Fred Williamson, you know, Fred Williamson, sorry, uh, get the get the revenge, get payback. Mm. It just doesn't happen, you know? So, right after he blows up Voldar, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, shit, here we go. You get that. Yeah. You know, you get that feeling like, oh, fuck. Now he's, like you said, he's in the fold now. Yeah. He's blown up motherfuckers, right? But we don't get that satisfaction of, still, it's still a good, still a good movie. I still highly recommend it. But you don't get that type of satisfaction of, okay, now we're going to see Forrester go back, join up with Fred Williamson. Mm -hmm. Now he's on the vigilante team, 100%. Yeah. And then they go after the rest of the gang members. Yeah. For killing the cops and terrorizing the city. And then the movie ends. I think that would have been a lot more satisfying ending. Yeah. But, but, you know, we don't know the reason why it was kind of cut short like that. We don't know. Yeah. Budget issues. We had to hurry up and film and end it. Yeah. We don't really know. But at least the main players got what they deserved. Right. At least the movie gives you that. <laughs> so now I'm, now I'm kind of starting to wonder... Um, based on that ending, now that we're we're kind of talking it yeah. out more, yeah. now that now that we're talking out that his original intent was to just leave, right. since you know his wife left and there was nothing left for him. Right. Like now I'm wondering since he did end up going after the judge. Yeah. Now I'm starting to wonder. You can look at it that way, yeah. If he's, he's, if that's the there. implied right. message of the film is that no, yeah. he is going to stay. Yeah. You could, like I said, you can look at it that even way. Even though we didn't get to see the rest. But it would have been a lot, cool little I bonus. Mean, you know. The hook up with Fred, you know, and, and his group. But uh, what, we, just, got? what just, we got back there? What's going on? I just want you all to see this. This is a little moth room. <laughs> look, at that, look at the bulbous on that. The bulbous? Look at the bulbous. I have a thing for, like, things with big heads. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that! Isn't that just the cutest fucking thing you've ever? Look at that! Isn't that adorable? <laughs> for you, for you kaiju look fans out there, she's showing. Isn't that just the cutest little kaiju listeners? This is this is part of this is one of my kaiju shelves back yeah. here. By the way, if you can, I don't know if you really see that back there. For you, there's like two more. There's two more that you can't see. She, she's showing off the, the Godzilla shelf we got but on the back. This is my little. <laughs> anyway, back to vigilante. Little kaiju, little uh, kaiju break. Little kaiju uh, cutie break. Bulbous break. Anyway. But yeah, it's still a good movie. I no, mean, I did you, still enjoy it, but... Yeah. I Definitely. Mean, that, that that gives me more to think about now, about the ending. Yeah. And that, that kind of makes, makes me feel a little better. Yeah. Even though the Steve James character... But that proves how good the movie is, though, because you're invested. Mm. And you want to see more. 
I did still want to see more, though, even though that ending gives me more to think about. I did still want to see more with that whole... It's almost like a John Wick thing, where if they had given me a sequel, and you get to see more of that world building that they did, you know, it's like, oh, that would have been cool. I would have loved a Vigilante, too. Yeah. But, uh, you know... We didn't get it. But, highly recommend Vigilante to cure your Vigilante needs. (laughs) Um, Now... Oh... (laughs) The Woof. reason you probably clicked on the video, Woof. or the reason you probably clicked on the podcast to listen to it. So, shout out to the Fluffy Gamer. That's right. <laughs> make, sure you guys, make sure you guys go to his channel and uh, subscribe if you're in the video games and movies and a, a whole lot of fun. Uh, check out his drunk reviews as well, and shout out to OGP as well, but... They were over the house to, to visit a while back and uh, watch some UFC. And uh, Fluffy gave us a gift. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah, man, thanks. This is awesome. Now, we just now recently got around to watching it. Never heard of this film. Didn't know it existed. But brought to you from Rhino Home Video. I don't even know if this DVD is available anymore. I don't know if you can find it. Probably not. It's old school. In the awesome 80s. So, you know, we're already on board. But... Bad news for bad guys. We have, thanks to Fluffy, Scorpion. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that cover. Look, awesome 80s. Look. Oh, yeah, we're, we're all in. We're, we're in. This is, this is our shit. That's probably why he gave it to us, too, because he knows we like cheese. <laughs> so this is our shit. So we got our guy back here. That's right. Yes. Yes, look at, look at this badassity we have going here. Yes. And uh, who is the name of the lead again? What was his name? Tony? I don't know if it's Tony or Tawny. I'm not sure how to pronounce... Because it's two ends, right? Yeah, it's um, Tulliners. I don't know how to pronounce his name, unfortunately. We're going we're gonna to just go on the limb here. We apologize if we say it wrong. Tony Tulliners. We apologize if we're saying it wrong. Okay. So, we got in our, we got in our B-movie cheese fest mindset... And we started watching this, and... <laughs> so it started out promising. It was... It, it started, started out promising. Off it really started good. off incredibly... Like the type of B-movie we were hoping it incredibly was. Incredibly incompetent. You know, it was it was an ugly film because it's very old. Yeah. Where there's no there's no cleanup of this transfer. It looked like somebody had run it through a VHS. They, it looked like they recorded it off a TV with their camcorder you know, watched it on VHS about 50 times and then just transferred it straight to the DVD. And, or, That's what it looked like. Or if it's actually widescreen, it's not anamorphic. I mean, so it, it looks a little stretched. On I mean, it just, it just, it looks like it's seen, you know, yeah. it, it looks, fine. you know, which is, you know, fine, whatever, yeah. you know, not all movies get remastered, no. whatever. It's cool. No. And, um, but we had the so, beginning. Yeah. was already in. It was, our hero drives a red Porsche. It was incompetent. It looked like a massive ego stroke. You know, it, it just, it had all those those hallmarks of like, oh, this is going to be some awful, fun shit. Yes. And, you know. Samurai cop style. Kind of, yeah. You know, and, that's um, what we were hoping. And, uh, you know, it, in, a, in, the, in the beginning of the film, you know, after the, uh, after the first couple of minutes, he, yeah. he stripped down to his boxer shorts. Wait, hold on, of. hold on. So he shows up in the red Porsche because he's, he's cool like that, right? Gets out, he's got the cool shades on, he's got the dockers, right? Goes into a bar, right? 
villains in the bar messing with this guy's chick, beats up the boyfriend, so our hero, Tony Tiddlywinks, what's his last name again? Tolliners. Tolliners. Kicks their ass, martial arts style. It's like one of the worst fights you ever see, but beautiful at the same time. And, we, and keep in mind, this whole movie, this whole movie, we were, we were under the impression, and this is this is, this is why it's important to have a good fight choreographer. Yes, we were under the impression that this fool could not fight. Yes, this is so amazing. Your mind's gonna be blown when we get to the end of this. Okay, yeah. so okay. So we were like, oh, this is beautiful. The guy can't fight. This is horrible. <laughs> this is going to be great. Yes. Cheese fest. Here we go, right? Yep. Then we have the straight... I mean, when I looked at the guy, what was the first thing I said? As soon as he started doing martial arts and doing kicks and stuff and the way he looked, I was like, this guy's a Chuck Norris wannabe. That's what I said. Yeah. I was like, there's five billion Bruce Lee clones out there, right? You can, As much as we like Daniel Bernhardt, we respect Daniel Bernhardt. We're fans. Yeah. But he can be kind of looked at as, as a Jean-Claude Van Damme clone, uh-huh. right? There's clones out there. Mm-hmm. There's no Steven Seagal clones, I've noticed. <laughs> but tons of hundreds of Bruce Lee clones. I've never really seen Chuck Norris clones. So I was kind of, like, perplexed. I was like, is this the like, first Chuck Norris clone? Wow. Little did I know what we were about to find, find out later. So anyway... So just like a ripoff of Delta Force, which made me think of a Chuck Norris clone, we have a terrorist to take over the plane. So we have excuse me, Tony the Tiger go in there, right? <laughs> they want to make sure he doesn't have any guns on him, right? He wants to go in there and make sure the hostages are safe so they can meet the, the, the terrorist demands, right? So he, he, he takes off the, the, the styling 80s clothes Puts on, there was some other guy, some random guy in there, a room full of suits, and there's some one guy in there with super high... Upsetting shorts. Upsetting shorts. Yeah. He takes them off, gives it to, uh, you know, Tony, and he puts on the shorts to show he, you know, doesn't have anything. He goes, and they look like boxer shorts. Yeah, who knows? But I, 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 I was so happy, I was so excited, because you had this guy... Who looks like Chuck Norris clone? He goes in the plane with Chuck Norris ripoff plot from Delta Force. He's wearing super upsetting shorts, Lakers from the '80s shorts, with porn star porn star you know stash. Goes in there, kicks this one terrorist, kicks this terrorist, knocks the gun up in the air, grabs the gun, spins around, and shoots the late a female terrorist in the back. And I was like, oh. All right, <laughs> get this, yes, more. Give me the, yes, yes, yes. I was so excited. Oh, what a mistake. <laughs> but then again, we do have the amazing ending that we're going to talk about, or the follow-up of the film. So if the movie just would have stuck with that. Yeah. It was just, just fun, yeah. over the top. I mean, it's like the guy, his code name Scorpion. Yeah, because everything after that was just... And then in the newspaper, just... his real name showed up. Yeah. And he's like, how did they get my real name? Yeah, everything after well, that... Well, you fucked up the, the, the cool code name. Everything after that was so boring. The movie... Yeah, man. The movie went completely... Oh, we're we're super serious now. We weren't, we weren't trying to be over-the-top ridiculous action extravaganza, you know, 
it wasn't even like that. It was like it it, it went totally serious. Yeah. Totally no, this is a legitimate action flick, guys. Really no, <laughs> and we're trying to tell a serious story here. No, yeah. no, we weren't trying to be you know fun or anything like. It was. Yeah. It was almost like that. Those first two scenes were filmed after the initial <laughs> film was made to 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 add like onto the running time because the movie more action. Yeah. Well, because the movie was like an hour and thirty nine, yeah. and that those two action scenes at the beginning didn't really fit in. Yeah, to, they didn't have any bearing on you think the plot. Going to be more. Yeah, but those and, two those two scenes at the beginning of the movie didn't fit into anything that happened in the rest of the movie. Yeah. So I'm just I'm kind of thinking now, did they do that for time? Maybe. You know, because that movie, the movie wasn't terribly long, although it felt a little bit long. Like, yeah, it took yeah. us a couple times to get yeah. through the film. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. having no, having two scenes back-to-back that had no bearing on the rest of the film, I'm like, and tonally, they were completely inconsistent with the rest of the film, which is boring as hell. Yeah. And it was like this political intrigue, like, this guy... You know, it was like a cat and mouse thing where, oh, we're after this guy, but no, he's not really the guy. It's this other guy who's hiding, and he's like on the. It was. It was. It ended up being really stupid, yeah. and it was very roundabout, so that you can yeah. hardly follow it. It's like the the leads knew what was going on, but they didn't explain it well enough so that the audience <laughs> knew what was going on. Yeah. It was like. Yeah. Okay, what is this? An old episode of Batman where everybody knows the answers because the writers told them the answers. <laughs> you know, it was it was very convoluted and, and stupid. Uh, his partner, well, not partner, but uh, I guess the team he was with. Is he, was it his brother or not? Man? No, it was. It, they were just childhood friends. Okay, childhood friends. He, oh, he that gets, fucking bullshit! He gets killed. Oh, <laughs> oh! They were, had these horrible, boring. What? What? Is now it? here's a perfect Flashbacks. example of where set up, set up, and payoff. Is done horribly. Yeah, I'll let you. Where yeah. Annihilators did it well. Yeah, go ahead, you do it. I don't even know where to start with this. They had this. Oh my god! So this fool has this partner that you only find out through flashbacks once the partner is is being worked on, but then he bleeds out and he dies. But you find out in flashback that they were childhood friends. And when they were childhood friends, you find this out later on through exposition that when they were kids, the dad was mad at this politician for being corrupt, corrupt, but he had a statue of his, a bust of a, of a, in the park. And so the little boy that was the the lead when, when they were little kids, the friend that got killed when he was little, he wanted, the dad always told him you could do anything you want. And so the little boy for his dad tried to push over the statue or the, the block of stone with the bust on it, but he couldn't. And so he felt like a failure. And See? Are you following this? Because we sure the fuck didn't. What happened to this? And so, and so when, when, you know, the, the guy dies, he, this, the, there's a stupid thing where he's playing this recorder, you know, that flute-like instrument, but it's called a recorder. Yeah. And that shows up later, shoved up the guy's ass or something, I don't <laughs> At know. At the end of the movie, yeah. Totally. At the very end of the movie, you yeah. see it again once he's won the war or whatever the fuck, I don't give, give a shit. And because suddenly he has a houseboat. He never had a houseboat before, but suddenly by the end of the movie, he's got a houseboat. Uh-huh. So he finds the flute. And his like, red Porsche magically turned brown. Turned an ugly brown. It's like, 
okay? So he finds the recorder under his ass cheek, and he yeah. pulls it out, and he's yeah. like, oh, that smells great. And so he looks at it all sad, and then he looks at his friend like, Arr. and so the end of the movie, he, he, he meets up again with his girlfriend that we forgot was even a, a character in this movie, which yeah. she wasn't really a character. She was just a just body. one scene. Yeah. And they're walking through the same park, and he looks over and he sees the stone slab with the bust of the corrupt politician and he's like and he walks over to it and in slow motion he starts to push it and the girlfriend's like <gasps> and so she starts to slowly push it over and in slow motion he pushes over the statue and that's the last fucking frame in the movie is him pushing over the statue hey, deep Okay. Fuck off! It was deep. Fuck the right. fuck off, you fucker fuck. <laughs> fuck! Yeah, I was booing by the end. I was just like, oh boo. Oh my god. Anything heroic this guy tried to do, I was like, boo. Boo. You know. Boo movie. It, and then, and then uh, the fighting, the fight choreography was so bad and clunky. And horribly filmed yes. and edited. So nothing was doing this guy any favors. Like I said, we didn't know that this guy could even fight. Yeah. You could have fooled us. There was us. a like, few shades here and there where we were like, okay, maybe this guy might know a little, but it was so clunkily Yeah, it was horribly filmed. filmed and, and... And it's just the fight choreography was bad. There was no yeah. sound effects for a lot of stuff. No, no, you were pointing that out. You yeah, like, it was just like... They could have put some sound effects in these movies. Yeah, like, just a, just a, here's an example really quick. So he's chasing one of the bad guys, this German guy up the steps, and uh, there was this guy coming down the steps, this uh, regular guy. So he, the bad guy turns, points his gun at the, the regular guy, and then right after that, our, our hero runs up right there, and then it kind of looks like he either shoots at him and, 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 and kind of slashes his forehead, the bullet just kind of skips his head, or he hits him with the gun. It was kind of hard to tell. And then after that, he runs up the steps, and then the guy was dead. The, the innocent guy is just laying there dead bleeding. I heard no gunshot. <laughs> when he, shot, he did, no gunshot went off to kill the innocent guy, and what was that? In a matter of like three seconds, three or four seconds, that whole scene, I, and I have absolutely no idea what happened. It was, it, it was, and that's just an example of. I was just like, what the fuck happened? Right yeah, there? it was the like, type. What happened? It was the type. It went from being like I said, like those two first scenes were the fun incompetent. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, we're on to something. Yeah. Like like Samurai Cop. Yes. And then it went to being boring incompetent. Yeah. That type where you're just like, oh, this isn't even You worth can't the be trip. boring, man. You no. Got, you know, even and if, you can't take yourself... Even the greatest movie ever, you can't be boring. You gotta give us bigger, bo bigger body count yeah. or something. Yeah, and you can't... At least decent fights... Yeah. Or over the something over something entertaining that we can grasp straws yeah. from. Yeah, and you can't you can't but be so you can't happening. you can't take yourself so seriously yes. that you're just not fun, you know. And again, that's what one of the things that we were you know when we talk about movies like The Annihilators, yeah, where it's like it knows what it is and yeah. it's trying to be sincere about it. Yes. This movie. It's like, okay... We have the next big thing. The next big star. Which surprises me because you come to find out that... Are we are we done with this movie? Are we getting to the surprise yet? Are we, I guess we might as well. Okay. There's, there's really not that much to talk about There this really movie. isn't. This movie is a big slab of nothing. And Either I, you don't know what the fuck's happening, yeah. or when you do know what's going on, you're bored. Yeah. You know, it's just... So, 
Yeah. So who? How do Movie we? Is, how do I'm we? Booing. I'm, I'm booing. I'm looking the guy up. Because I said, remember, I said, I guarantee you, this guy's only been in one film. Yeah. Right. So I you start to look him up. I start looking this guy up, and one of the first things that pop up when you find him is that yes, this is the only film that he did, and there's a reason for that, which I'm, makes me surprised that he even did this. I, to be honest. Yes. Yes. Because there's a reason why, and we'll we'll get to that in a second. One of the first things that pops up when you look up this guy is that he is known to be the man that beat Chuck Norris three times. Not just beat Chuck Norris, but beat him three times. He is the man that Chuck Norris could not beat in karate competition. And this guy. Yeah. This guy. Right. Apparently, Chuck Norris, uh, in his karate tournaments... He lost to three other people, but he did get his wins back. He, he was he's fought when, when okay so he's, he's lost he's lost to Joe Lewis, Alan Steen, and Louis Delgado, okay. but he was able to get wins on all he these people back. later and right. later on. Right, because Chuck's a badass. Not Tony. Not this guy. Chuck was never able to best <laughs> Tony three times. So and they've only fought three times. Yes, and so. You know, when it was all said and done, Chuck started to get more popular because he was in the Bruce Lee movie, <laughs> and then he started making his own movies. And what is happening? And the guy that didn't know that he could fight his way out of a restroom <laughs> defeated Chuck Norris. In, in, in tournaments. Yes, in competition. Three times! Three times. And Chuck could never best him. And he never ever, apparently, made it a point to capitalize on this. I'm at, Which, kudos I, for him. You know... I respect I, him for that. You know because what? because I have to. Especially, yeah. especially when the Chuck Norris boom hit yeah. with the Chuck Norris facts and, you yeah. know, when Chuck, you know, the boogeyman looks under yeah. his bed for Chuck Norris, you know, and all yeah. that stuff. You know, it would be very easy to... He could have. Yeah. And... I mean, it's not even on here. Yeah. There's nowhere on here does it state that this is the guy that beat Chuck Norris. He three times. he chose to better himself in karate. Very surprised. He chose instead of capitalizing on that. Yeah. And pursuing more acting and pursuing movie deals like Chuck did. It's kind of admirable. He decided he wanted to just you know focus on karate and yeah. you know be better in the sport. I know he's on the cover of Black Belt magazine. That's probably as far as it got. And then yeah. Yeah, but that's but that and that makes sense though because yeah. you know, that's promoting the sport and you know who right. there's nothing. Yeah, but, martial arts. Yeah. yeah, a lot of like Mark DeCascos has been on covers. Yeah, and, yeah everybody. Just about yeah. you know. There's nothing. I don't think. But it's interesting though because those early martial arts films from the '90s, a lot of them advertise the fact that these guys are legit. Yeah. Like a lot of those early Donna Dragon Wilson films are like, you know, eight times kickboxing, kickboxing champion. champion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy Blanks. If I have to, you know, like they'll advertise that. And I have, I have no problem with Even that. Even fucking Aaron Banks. <laughs> Which we will get to that. We're, we'll, we're going to talk about Aaron Banks and. Um, I don't know how. I don't know how we're gonna. Film. I don't know how we're gonna muster the courage to get to that. But certain one day film. we're gonna have. And our to. boy Brendan Mitchell. That's right. Shout out to Wet Movie One. Uh, gave us the film Fist of Fear, Touch of Death, and uh, on Blu-ray. Somebody had the balls. Shit. Somebody had the balls to starring, release that on Blu-ray. Also starring Fred Williamson. But uh, that's a, that's another video. So stay tuned for that. 
But um, yeah, but he, yeah. He, he chose to not capitalize on it, which, yeah. again, is why I'm surprised he did choose to make this film in 86. Yeah. Um, Maybe he was curious. He just wanted to try it out. But, again, he never did it again. Yeah. Um, so I... Maybe he saw the movie. Okay. <laughs> in which case, he's a very smart person. So, I... So, yeah, I, I was... Before we knew all of this... My mind is fucking blown. Before we knew all of this, I was giving him a lot of grief for his awful charisma. Like... Awful everything. Negative charisma, we're talking like. Everything. For as much flack as I give Chuck Norris for his... Yeah. Lack stoic. of, you know? Yeah, yeah. The only time I've ever seen Chuck Norris with a personality is when he was opposite of Louis Gossett Jr. in Firewalker. Well, you have not seen all of his movies. Okay. Well, excuse uh -huh. the hell out of me. I, no, I, you know what? I take it back. I thought he was good in the movie we were just talking about, Force Vengeance. I thought he was good in that. Yeah. Like, because it was a basic, it played to his strengths. Yeah, Force Vengeance, great movie. Uh, which, I, where the fuck he, is the Blu-ray, goddammit? Come on, though, Arrow! Give me a break, man! I know. Anyway. He, even though this Bob the Baker-looking generic dude, yeah, porn stash guy, even though this guy supposedly kicked Chuck Norris' ass three times, uh, does not deter... For me being a Chuck Norris fanboy, I'm still a fan of his movies. I mean, some of the greatest fighters of all time out there got their asses kicked. We're mm -hmm. still fans, okay? But, no, I was not expected. I just find it fascinating that we Watching ever, this movie, yeah, and this is where we ended up. Of all the movies that, finding out. that we could have been given... And all the rabbit holes we could have fallen down. Yeah. That's where we got taken. This Can you morning. imagine if we didn't, re we just shut up, oh, this movie sucks, and it just didn't yeah. bother. You know, I, it, and now it's like. It was kind of worth the trip. It's even fascinating though the, the movie now. was, the movie this was not. This is fascinating. The so movie, thank you, Fluffy. The movie itself wasn't <laughs> worth it in, in terms of that. It's like, yeah, it started out promising, but yeah. then it like totally p pissed itself down at the leg. Down is this leg. good enough to rebuy if it gets remastered? No. No. <laughs> no. But, Unless they come out with, like, a two-hour retrospective on Tony Tony's <laughs> life, and then, hey, maybe, maybe. So, what was that fact, uh, Chuck Norris facts you said earlier? Um, the boogeyman check, checks under his bed for Chuck Norris. And Chuck Norris checks under his bed for... For Tony Tony. <laughs> Tony Tribbles. Tribbles. <laughs> Tribulations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, oh, mind blown... Oh. Mind blown! We're like what? My goodness! Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. So that was that was very interesting. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah. So I feel I feel a little bad for giving him guff. And okay, okay. Let me clarify something when I when I talk about Chuck Norris's personality. Uh -huh. Okay. When I when I say when I talk about Firewalker, which we didn't really ever really get to properly properly talk about. Right. Which. I fucking loved that movie. That was a it was a fun movie. That was the most personality I've ever seen him yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They deserved a sequel. So it's like he's not known for charisma. Yeah. He's not That's known not, for personality, a, which right. in that movie he was actually quipping and yeah. actually convincingly. But I think it's because Louis Gossett Jr. was yeah. in the movie and he had well, no choice well, but to kind of. Clint Eastwood could be known as very. He can look. People can look at him and be like, "Okay, this guy's a very wooden actor, right?" But Clint's, he's a good actor and he's done great work, right? But Chuck's very stoic. That's just kind of how he is, you know. He's not Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan does his own thing. You know well, I mean? yeah. Well, but in terms of acting, but. Jackie Chan though, Jackie Chan. And Jet Li's got his style. Donnie Yen's got his style. The Jackie Chan, I think, 
Jackie Chan and you, you go Sammo and, and Yu Biao, yeah. they have the advantage Tony of Jones being performers. Yeah, yeah. They came yeah. from the, the theater, like yeah. the, their, their version of the theater, I would well, say, yeah. you know. The opera. Yes. So yeah. they, have, they have their own advantage of being able to perform, whereas when, you're, when your background is karate. Yeah. Almost other things. You don't have a yeah. background in being able to emote and speak dialogue convincingly. Yeah. And again... Well, Chuck didn't really need it, though. Well, for the roles. As long yeah. as he was playing to his his strengths. Yeah, well, which he but did. But this guy, this poor guy, <laughs> I, I commend him for not taking it any further. Yes. Because it, it didn't. That, it would have... You know, even if he would have milked it and decided, you know what, I fucked this dude up three times... I'm gonna I'm gonna make tons of money off of it and plash it everywhere. His movie career would it's gonna it would have died instantly, if he, which it kind of did. But if he made more movies if, and still had that up there, that would have drawn more attention to, to, to him, obviously. But the quality. If they were all like that, <laughs> that would have been awful. Like it would have yeah. been. He would have been. I think that would have ruined his reputation. So it's probably yes. better that yes. he did what one, he did. A one and done. So again, I I, I commend him for fascinating that. discovery. Very very much so. Very yes. fascinating. But that is it for Scorpion. We do not recommend. Oh, you watch sorry. the film. Sorry. Unless you're curious. Uh, Unless you're curious. Uh, it's you know. not fun. It's no. not. It's not a fun watch. No. It, it's like Annihilators was fun. It, it it was right there with you know it, it had potential to be good bad, and it just is bad bad man. It, you know it's just yeah. You know it, it, it's kind of a waste of this dude. In a way, like he could. Where was his big finale in fight, fighting the villain? Where you know where, like he was boring. Yeah. A lot of people in offices on their phone, people walking around, traveling. Like where's the action? But yeah. Yeah. When the movie instantly get get you know, ten, uh, uh, what you call uh, takes away what's cool about his name Scorpion. Like, that's, that was like right at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Well, your real name's in the newspaper. <laughs> that happened. Mm-hmm. Well, so much for Scorpion. That was like at the beginning. Yep. Like, well, so much for that. Yep. Uh, but, uh, yeah, a fun uh, weekend of watching movies. Uh, at least it ended well with the discovery of Scorpion because we were like, oh, that was kind of a downer. Because we were on a roll. We had Annihilators was fun. Vigilante was good. Good time. And then, oh... <laughs> Scorpion, but then holy shit, what the fuck? Discovery, so yep, it did have uh, it was a it was a blessing in disguise, I guess. But yeah, there you go. If you guys out there, martial arts movie fans, if you're wondering who defeated Chuck Norris <laughs> three times, now you know. Mm. Uh, anything else before we wrap up the podcast for today? No, no, we're good to go. All right, we'd like to thank. All you badasses for watching us, and badasses for li- uh, excuse me listening uh, to the podcast. <laughs> Remember, you guys can always find uh, our podcast to listen to on FM Anchor and Spotify, as well as others. And uh, we'll put the links to the others in the description box below if you are watching us on a streaming channel. That's right. But... Thanks again for hanging out with us, you guys. Fucking rock. And hopefully this format works. Hopefully. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace.